0: hey this is rabbi zev bannett you're listening to the daily halacha kabbalah and machshava podcast series thanks so much for tuning in and for joining us if you're enjoying this content head over to www.yasodblocks.com where you can subscribe and support what it is that we are trying to create get access to all of the content that we have going on at atyasodblocks.com constantly adding new things there and the site and platform is growing every day, every week. So join the Asod community and get access to all of this Torah at a much higher level, and with a, a ton of background and all of the different ideas here in their integrated and holistic form. We're continuing with Halachos of Birkas Torah in this episode, and we are in still in Siman Memzayim, which is section 47 We're looking now at Halacha Gimel, the third Halacha in the section. And this whole section is about the Torah as mentioned. it's These are the special brachos that we say before we are able to start learning when we wake up in the morning. So when you start your day, your consciousness has been essentially dormant uh, outside of your body's antenna compa- capacity to allow your consciousness to interact with the physical world for your neshama to actually manifest here through the process that we call hishtal shalut, the translation, the transmission of the intangible you into its tangible expression in the physical world. So when you're asleep, that is dormant, that doesn't really activate in a regular way. And so that's why it's described as if you're almost like a little bit dead. And when you are reactivated in the world, so now you have to go through a whole set of stages to sort of counteract the impact on your perceptual landscape from when you were asleep, what's called the das-tovara dynamic, Uh, which takes place all the time but when you're asleep the particularly heavy impact of it is that you experience yourself as your physical body in a much more intense way and so we have all of these resets in the morning when we start our day to try to uh, reactivate and re uh, reinforce the Per, the truth-based and reality-reflective perceptions that we have access to, that the Torah is all about. The Torah essentially is the repository of all those perceptions. And so we have all these tools that we use, and brachos are the, I would say, the vanguard tool, uh, or one of the main tools that we use when we start our day. And so Birkos torah is essentially the brachos that we use to activate the accurate perceptions of the Torah learning that we do itself. And so the Torah learning itself is the absorption of perceptions of truth and constantly trying to update and, and reinforce and more deeply embody the perceptions of reality that the Torah contains, that mirror reality exactly. And so the problem is that in order to properly install those, you have to make sure that the computer, the hard drive that you're using, which is your mind, is actually ready to properly receive those and put them in the right place. And so we actually, uh, in order to to receive them properly, put them in the right place, you have to you have to realize the root of Torah is that Torah is actually an expression of Hashem's mind and Hashem's actual way of seeing existence, uh, which is the most total and all encompassing way of seeing seeing existence. And so you say the birchas torah to actually access that headspace regarding the uh, the Torah learning that you're going to do throughout the day. So halacha gimel here. Takes the uh, examples of Torah a little further. It says, "Hakosev bedivrei Torah." Someone who writes Torah concepts, divrei Torah, afal picha Kore, Even if you're not reading them and you're not learning them, levarich. You still have to make a bracha. So let's say you started your day, and now you're writing some Torah ideas uh, in written form. So maybe you would have thought that you don't have to say berakha before doing that because that's not really the same thing as studying or learning Torah. Um, and so maybe you could get away with that. Again, remember that halacha is is constantly filled with these types of detail-level ideas. In other words, it's practical. So you're trying to think to yourself, okay, well, you're supposed to say bracha, uh, a special bracha in the beginning of your day to properly contextualize the the um, dynamic of Torah learning, so that you, you see it in its proper context and its relationship between you and it and Hashem. And so that's what you're trying to do with the bracha phrase, to tie the Torah learning dynamic to Hashem, so you actually see that the Torah you're engaging in now, that you're trying to install into your mind, is actually Hashem's thoughts now being overlaid over your thought uh, uh, channels. And so then the question you have to ask is well what if it's a situation where the types of things I'm thinking are a little bit like Torah but not really Torah or what if I'm writing Torah but not actually thinking Torah so all of these detail level what often makes halacha feel tedious because these are like very specific questions and usually you know you encounter an issue like this maybe once every five years who knows when exactly you encounter it um, but when learning these things so you have to you have to basically recognize that these are all out outward expressions of the underlying perspectives and concepts and frameworks that are constantly at work underneath all the Torah halachic concepts. Or Torah like practical applications, and so um, the idea here is this makes learning halacha more uh, more palatable. It's easier to learn halacha when you see this bigger picture, and also it also makes it much uh, it makes it much quicker because you know it's a very simple halacha, and you know on its surface it's just like well if you if you're writing Torah it's the same thing as if you're learning Torah, and it's the same thing as if you're speaking Torah. So you have to say these brachos before that, and we're going to see other examples of things like this later on. But there's a little bit of depth here, meaning the the practical halacha is very simple, and then we just want to make sure Sure, we tie this in to the underlying uh, principles here and so here the Mishnabura um, adds a little bit of a little bit of um, information he writes Hakosev adif mehirhur. here the Shulchan Aruch, when he paskins that if you're writing Torah you have to say the brachos before is because he his position is meaning the Mechaber the, the Shulchan Aruch's position here is that um, that writing is actually more powerful than just thinking and we're going to see some things about thinking Torah thoughts, you have to say Torah before thinking Torah thoughts in the morning. But the point here is that writing is certainly more significant than just thinking Torah thoughts. And the reason here is because you're actually doing an action. So you're writing down your thoughts. That's actually some kind of a physical manifestation of Torah, and so that's already significant enough um, that it's actually considered to be something which you need to then tie to Hashem. And so there's actually another reason that's brought here there are some people that when they're writing they actually say the words of torah with their mouths and so that's actually the reason why it has to say the brachos according to that reason but the idea here is that when you are writing words of torah so that's something which is significant enough um uh, on the on the torah scale to actually require the brachos and if you think about what that logically is well the whole idea of speaking and of writing writing things is that what you're doing is you are articulating that which is inside of you intangibly into some kind of tangible concrete form. And so that's actually something that just, just so we understand a little bit about how the mind works and how our words work and how write, writing works and why writing is a useful... A useful activity in general. So, if you think about yourself as basically being this intangible self, you are raw consciousness. In other words, you're basically just aware. So we can call that the "I am." I am. There is me. I am here. I, I am. I am. I am aware in some way. And then there is. So that, that's kind of like the ultimate and intangible you that's completely undefined. And then that that intangible you starts to direct your attention, your awareness towards different um, finite con- constructs of existence and to observe them as an aware being, as an aware self. This is what you do constantly. You you could actually try to shut down your senses to some degree there are sensory deprivation chambers people do this with, where you basically are trying to remove all stimuli so you can just access the pure I am in as raw a form as possible and try to reduce uh, the external stimuli that then draw the das tovara dynamic to pull our perceptual uh, landscape and our attention within that perceptual landscape towards particular events or, or or constructs around us we can try to remove all those things and then access as as raw a form of of awareness as we can through such mechanical deprivation uh, means and so that's what we you know you're able to do that and then what 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 that leads to is that the opposite of that is what, what we tend to do when we that we take that awareness and we try to direct it towards things in the world which then creates directions in our thoughts about those things so you're looking out at the world you see a car pass by and so now you have this image of a car and you you can make out The pattern, the shape of the car, and your mind is those are those are thoughts. In other words, your mind essentially is a pattern recognition machine, and your thoughts are simply the the mirroring of the patterns that you see uh, in the world around you uh, are mirrored in your mind's um, pattern constructions. Your mind constructs analogous patterns that mirror the patterns of the physical world. You don't actually see a car. In other words, what happens is there's light bouncing off of the, con- the construct around you, and then that light causes your mind to construct a pattern in a form that you can actually, you the self, can actually uh, now perceive um, through your mind's tools. And so that's a process in which now your mind has started to Um, condense or concretize towards a specific pattern and it brings your attention towards that pattern so now your awareness is now kind of fixated a little bit more on that pattern and then what you can do is you can actually articulate that pattern with words you can actually make sounds and those sounds have analog um, correlates in other words like when i say the word car that is just a sound but we all use that sound to mean the pattern that we see uh, when we see something called a car drive by and so when you speak out the word car what you're actually doing now is you're reinforcing the uh, the pattern software experience in your mind of the conception construction of a car and so the same thing is also true when you write. That's why writing is actually a powerful exercise. What you're doing when you write is you're actually taking these patterns that take place inside of your mind, and you're trying to concretize them into some kind of uh, uh, physical form. And then you can actually what what that does is it creates a it creates a, a loop, a feedback loop, a validation loop, where basically that which you are are um, writing, that which you are articulating. Now, kind of, you read it back and you say, "Oh, look! Now I wrote that," and you actually deepen and 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 reinforce the pattern, um, pattern. I guess you could say pattern recognition or the pattern habits. That, we, that you have, that you share, and so let's say, you know, the, the idea of car is very basic, but let's say you actually have some kind of deep relationship dynamic problem between you and another person, and you write out all the things you're feeling and you're thinking, and you're trying to figure out exactly what it is it that you're going through, and what you're doing there is you're recognizing patterns, emotional patterns, you're recognizing patterns between you and the other person in terms of your speech patterns and, and the relationship dynamics, and, and you're trying to get a handle on them because you're experiencing all this complexity inside yourself and these are all again you, the complexity is complexity of dynamics complexity of pattern interaction of different of different dynamics between you and the other person and so when you write those things out so then you're able to actually look it over and then have clarity from that actualization from that concretization of the patterns that are kind of going on inside of your mind. And so what the, the, the difference between articulating something in writing and just having it in your mind is a difference of now you can actually observe it as an externality. It's now external to you, and you can see it over there other than you. And all of this is analogous to these concepts of how Hashem actually created existence. The word for bria, which means to create, actually comes from the word, the word bara actually means to externalize. And so what we're describing here is a process in which um, when Hashem created existence, so there was basically this uh, this development of these structural patterns of what existence is made of. Which are all the rules and laws and and all of the all the principles and how they play out and the extrapolations of them, which lead to things like gravity, manifesting planets and stars and and you know all these atomic atomic patterns, atomic dynamics, different electrical electrical signals and and charges and these attractive forces and they, all those things give rise to patterns of interaction that are complex and increasing in complexity throughout existence. And so that's what Hashem is doing when he when he creates. He basically externalizes all these things from just like a a more conceptual dynamic into their actualized form. And so that's what's, what the Mishnah Brewer here is referencing. That's, you know, when you read this, so the underlying depth of the idea that when you write Torah words, now there's some kind of a maise, you did an action, which means that it's more significant. So, and therefore you have to make a Birkosat Torah before that is because the difference between just thinking thoughts versus writing them out is the difference between the, the intangible, endless self, the neshama that you are, the difference between that just being... A, you know kind of on its own versus that actually manifesting and actualizing and materializing into the physical world in some form and what's fascinating about that uh, and what's profound about that really is that when you think about what it is that that, that we're saying here so the the neshama that you are is is alien to this place. It's not a physical phenomenon. It's something which is, again, ironically, the most central aspect of being. It's what all relationships revolve around. It's what we're constantly trying to connect to. We want to get close to somebody else. That's what the neshama is. It's the self. It's the consciousness. It's what makes you you and not me and not a tree and not a not a you know not a rock. And so that is the most you that there is, and it's also completely, it's almost like magical, because it's not visible, it's not something which you can ever measure, it's just, it's just you. And yet what happens is that you that you are manifests and materializes into the world through physical actions and through these things that we engage in, all these different behaviors that we do, and, and, and our, when we speak, we articulate ourselves that's actually manifesting this alien phenomenon that is inexplicable because you are inexplicable in that way manifesting that into the physical measurable world through the form of speech through the form of these actions that are expressions of our active will uh, that is again itself an expression of the underlying self that is trying to manifest into the world and so that's like really profound and it's it's crazy when you think about what that actually means so the same thing is true about all existence that it also represents the manifestation of of reality in its physical material form that itself is like a it's like a clothing uh or like a like a like an expression a clothing of hashem's self itself that that is that is the root of all of this existence and you think of it as there's this ocean of consciousness that is now manifest uh as the totality of the physical universe and so when you read this part of the Mishnah B'rura, and when you look at this halacha that when you say when you when you writing torah and you, you should you say birkzah torah before that or not so the halacha here is that you should because when you write torah it's a it's a concretization just like all writing is a concretization of the underlying self and so that the and the, so there's really there's the there's the halakhic idea in its in its core here which is just in terms of birkzah torah before writing words of torah and then there's also the larger conceptual trigger of cascade of thoughts that you should access when you read this Mishnah Berurah and when you read this Halakha because remember what we've been saying the entire time learning Halakha is not just about reading the reading the Halakha and then just kind of Having this tedious, like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. The whole world of Torah thought is gigantic, and the ideas here, that the Mishra just references in passing, that a mase is a little bit more significant than just thinking. So he's describing the chain of tra- the hishtal shalut, the transmission of the self from its intangible form through the series of filters and stages it has to undergo before it can actually manifest as an externalized phenomenon inside the physical world that now operates. You know, when you when you say words. Or when you write words. That's an externalization of you. You're you as we discussed in our in the Hilchus Shabbos episode from this past Friday, when you write things, so you're now actually bringing greater order to the world because you're actually that your consciousness is impinging itself on the world. It's actually leaving a mark. It's bring it's writing. It's making shapes that have meaning that symbolize structure and order. And so that's a manifestation of the conscious self inside the physical world. And so that's really what we're seeing. We're seeing this magical alien neshama manifest inside the physical world as a microcosmic ana- analog and correlate to the way that Hashem does that constantly in all things. And so these are the kinds of thoughts that you can access when you read this this these I, these lines in the Mishnah Bru'ah and that are embedded in this halacha about the concept of writing. And so again, what you want is you want to know all these things. You want to have access to these big picture perspectives and all the different concepts that are all Torah ideas as to the nature of the universe. And when you read a simple halacha about writing, and you realize, wow, writing is not a simple thing. It's a profound activity in which we articulate our inner self into pattern forms and then we can, we can externalize them and then we can uh, re-encounter them in externalized form and then reinforce and almost learn from them. We can learn ourselves from ourselves and you write down your thoughts, you then read them and then you can re-encounter your own ideas and with complex topics that we're struggling with, that is a profoundly useful tool to actually really get more awareness and more more object, objectivity in the distorted perceptions that we have of ourselves. We can actually clarify those distortions in the Das Tovara landscape uh, framework of perception. We can actually clarify how we really work and who we really are by by observing our own externalized thoughts in written form. Okay, hope you enjoyed that. Thanks so much again for joining us. And again, check out uh, www.yasoblox.com for more content this particular episode. It's a good example of that type of content because you really see there's like a mountain of information here in terms of uh, how just this very basic idea of writing really is part of the larger set of truths about how existence functions. Thanks again for joining and see you in the next episode.